Rory, um, tell us a little bit about, it's Redemption Church, isn't it? No, uh, Providence Church. Providence, sorry, yes. my bad. <laughs> I have, I think... There is a very good church in Perth and a, a, a yeah, church planted church called Redemption, yeah. but that's not us. Do you know the only worse thing than that is that I would forget your name, right? That, like, that would be worse. Um, but tell us a little bit about... You can't about... forget. You're the only person in the world, or the, from the only tribe in the world, that pronounces my name correctly. So, Rory. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. That's good. It's the it. only word that I say right. That's okay. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your church, uh, when it started, who you're trying to reach, what it looks like now. Yeah, so we were planted out of, uh, so St. Matthew's Anglican Church in Shenton Park, planted Providence Church, uh, not as a as an independent church, but planted uh, with the resources and blessings of uh, St. Matthew's. That was done in 2009, and it came out of uh, both uh, the founding pastor, Nigel Gordon, and I had been to Sheffield and been to a crowded house conference there, or the first crowded house conference, where, it, where there was the missional community uh, movement then kind of in full flight. And so it began in uh, two and then three household churches that would meet together in houses um, during the uh, three out of four Sunday mornings, and then would come together for celebration once a month in that uh, in, in that pattern. So that's how it began, and I think I, I think it had um, maybe eighteen months to two years of a very fruitful, uh, quite fruitful evangelistically, and particularly fruitful in the discipleship of the sent, because a group of people that were potentially going to get stuck in the church volunteer equivalent of middle management were thrust into the cutting edge of church life and evangelism and mission and ministry. And so it was, very, it was a very powerful experience for the church and for the, those that were baptised and came to the Lord. Uh, and then, uh, but I think that, that model uh, also has a kind of, I hope this isn't controversial, like has a kind of used by data, it kind of, it, it got to a point where it was, it was quite grinding yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, that, that's not what you're asking. And then we... Um, that's all good, man. I'm, I'm listening. All right. All good. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, in they, then that church planted, and so Steve McAlpine's here uh, somewhere, and he uh, planted at Midland, which is out in the eastern suburbs, and kind of the demographic, almost antithesis to where we are in the city, um, in, a, in, a, in a kind of working class area. And, uh, and they started a pattern of, of Sunday meeting from, from, from the get-go. Um, and uh, so anyway... Yeah. I mean, I've never been to Perth, right? It's four and a half hours away. Um, it's a long way away. Give us a, an idea. What's similar to Sydney and what's different, particularly as you think about contextualization, mm. secularization, doing ministry yes. there? Yeah, so Perth, now I should say as well that the heads up is that I'm from Perth, so I'm like the worst person. It's like asking a fish what water's like. I, I just think of Perth as normal. So it, it's and actually I did study for four years in Sydney, and I think that was actually really helpful in thinking a bit like Perth as a missionary in a way that I would have just thought of it not. But it still is my it's my kind of default that they're my they're my peeps. Um, it, peeps. <laughs> as it, it's a. Um, uh, you know, like as a city, it's different. It's much smaller than uh, Sydney. It's really shaped uh, entirely by mining, which at this point means it's shaped negatively and depressingly by a lack of mining. Um, and and it and we tend to be on the opposite. So in, I think the 1890s, you guys had a had a big depression, and we found gold. And then in the 19 anyway, we just kind of are always in opposite worlds. So at the moment, you guys are booming, and our house prices are going down. And uh, and when you guys were in the GFC, we were doing just fine. Thanks very much. Um, and, uh, and and Christian context. Yeah. So, to, oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. 
I didn't let you finish your question. No, it's all good. Christian context. So, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I think the so so we're talking a bit about statistics last night. So it is true that that Perth is less Christian than a city like Sydney and even Melbourne. That they're just it's less Christian. But I think that not by heaps. So I think the big difference between a place like Sydney and a place like Perth is not how many people are becoming Christian, which is very few in both. And in actual fact, in Sydney, as I read and understand the statistics, again, not many people are becoming Christian. And uh, the, the, the rate of Christian growth is barely keeping up, if at all, with population growth. That's true in both places. I think the difference with someone like, in someone like Sydney is not the fruitfulness of the soil, which is quite similar, but the, the resources of the ecosystem, uh, where I think a place like Sydney, and I, I, think, I don't know Melbourne as well, but I think it's probably also true that there is an answer to student ministry, to yeah. apprenticeships, to Bible colleges, to conference ministry, to church planting. Yeah. Uh, and in Perth, in some cases, they're, they're just, there is no answer to that thing. In some cases, the answer is, is slowly emerging and the ecosystem is slowly building. So if you want to go and plant a church... Go to Perth? Is that what you're saying? Well, so I do. I do. I don't. I think that one of the great things about uh, Sydney, we're in Sydney, so I talk about Sydney, uh, is uh, the resources of Sydney have been met on the whole with a generous missionary mindset. So, yeah. uh, whatever else you want to say about Sydney, blah, 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 blah. Like, the whole country is full of people who left Sydney to take some of the resources elsewhere. And I am a Perth boy that is uh, shaped by people who left this city, and worked hard to make sure that ecosystem was, was there. Um, so what I'm saying is I'm pro the idea of, of leaving a city like this to move those resources. Yeah, but I think yeah. actually, again, if you think like facts rather than factoids, uh, Sydney desperately needs more churches and desperately needs uh, people yeah. are desperately lost at an enormous and increasing rate. Yeah. Um, so in terms of where plant churches, um, here would be great, as would Perth. Plant them everywhere. Plant them everywhere, yeah. That word, factoid, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that word before. Um, Rory's, uh, you you were telling me just before that you're about to hand in your PhD in secularization in Australia. You've just got a few spelling mistakes in there. And um, (laughs) you need to get those ironed out. Uh, Mate, tell us, give us a picture of how that plays out for you in the people you're trying to reach and one or two things that you've been doing or changing to make that Mm-mm-mm. happen. So now we're in, the, we're in the inner city of Perth. And in some ways, I think ministry in the inner city of Perth is like ministry in the inner city of Melbourne and, and the inner city of Sydney. I think if you moving from inner city Sydney to inner city Perth would be less traumatic than moving from inner city Perth to suburban Perth in terms of how much you have to change yeah. um, what you do. Uh, so, so I just want to frame that context. So in the inner city, it's, it's, it, it, it is what it is. And uh, there is a, um, that, you know, you know that with the Trump thing, that you thought, oh, I don't know anyone who's going to vote for Trump or who yeah. would do this, and suddenly people vote for Trump. And, and the people that have got the microphones aren't the same as the people in the ballot boxes. And in the inner city, they are the people who are holding the microphone. So they are, you know, I think the, the LBGT thing is really big. The, uh, the idea that Christians are... This, that, and the other is is really powerful. But people can live with a certain amount of anomaly that they hate the church and love our church. And yeah, yeah. I sometimes I, I want to say, but 
the church is that, that's a, that's a church. That's that thing that you are impressed with is the thing that you're also criticizing. And I think just don't worry about it. Don't argue the toss. And if they go, if they go into the new creation and realize that they were dissing on the thing that they love, fine. Um, and so what I discover in the inner city is I, I feel like often you're trying to talk someone off a ledge that they're, they're on the bridge and they're going to go and you're going to say, hey, hey, let's talk, come back. Let's have this conversation. So we do things that we, so we have to be very patient in evangelism. So we do a thing called yeah. gospel in four meals where we have these four meals that explain the gospel. And mm. I think we draw, so we want to draw people in to experience Christian community and to hear the gospel. Always careful to make sure they know which line of that's on. So we don't believe in belong and then morph into believe. Yeah. Uh, but we do believe that by seeing a Christian community function, a whole lot of apologetic work is done for you yeah. because they're like, oh, the person who's telling me this is also this, this community that's like lovely. 